I wanted to ask you if um, women, if lesbians, have the same uh, ability through aesthetic realism to change from the lesbian to heterosexual. Well, mm -hmm. I would like to talk about that because it happens that my wife, Rosemary Plumstead, who teaches in the New York City school system, was lesbian, and through her study of aesthetic realism, she changed, and we were able to be married. And I was, I was so, at his wedding. I'm saying a lot of I was so moved as Mr. Toomey was speaking because I feel that feeling, that's what I felt mm. as I'm married now, and I feel it's what every man in America can feel. And I was thinking of it the other day. Mr. Suskind, I'm 34 years old. For the first time in my life, I've had sex with a woman. And the feeling, I can't describe it, it's so different than what I felt in homosexuality. Because I remember as I was close to a man, afterwards there would be a tremendous sense of repulsion and wanting to push myself away. And I remember I would, I would feel unclean in some way. Sometimes I go to the bathroom and have to take a shower. But as I w I've been close to my wife, I felt it's been so continuous. With everything else in a day, I felt proud, I felt clean. And it has to do with a difference in responses to the whole world. And one of the things, one of the differences too, as I would be close to a man, the thought was about me, my pleasure, what I wanted to get. And I was aware that as my wife and I are close, I'm thinking about her. I'm affected by her, who she is, what she feels to herself, what she's feeling at that moment. It's all the difference in the world. And every man, mm -hmm. every man can have that feeling. Are you, I suppose I'm say, this is do you mean that any and all homosexuals, if they have that contempt for the world and or self-contempt, uh, they could, through aesthetic realism, return to heterosexual? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any man. Isn't it an amazing thing that there's an education that can promise that and has got the living bodies? And there are many more men who would, be, who would eagerly, literally fly in from parts of the country mm -hmm. to be on a national TV show and, and to talk now, about how. And men now study aesthetic realism in consultations by phone. All over the country. All over America. We Mr. McGlino teaches some I of the men who are well, studying. Let me ask you, do you take courses or do you see a single teacher? Well, X times well, a week? You're asking about the, the structure of the Aesthetic Realism Foundation, Foundation yeah. how it is It's located at 141 Green Street in Manhattan. Let me give the phone number. It's 777-4490. 212. We'll come to that at the end of the okay. program. But at uh, at the Aesthetic Realism Foundation, there's individual consultations given, but also there are classes in poetry, in art, in anthropology, in dance. Also, the New York City Board of a Education. Wise, oh, that's a important. Class. The New York City Board of Education is sponsoring an in-service course for teachers. The Aesthetic Realism of Eli Siegel's teaching method. Aesthetic Realism, it's an education. It's for all people. How it sees homosexuality is one aspect of it. But it's taught to wives, to parents. I'm a parent. Aesthetic Realism is useful to me in learning how to be a good parent to my son David, who's three and a half years old now. See, one thing that teachers, New York City school teachers, and this is the biggest area for the educational system of the country, what works in New York works elsewhere. Teachers are now learning from aesthetic realism and as teaching method that the children they teach, the most important thing in their lives is how they see the whole world. Eli Siegel saw that it'll affect how they see mathematics, how they'll see their mothers, it'll affect how they see Reading his mother. There is a teacher. Just a, in relation to what David Toomey is saying, there is a teacher in the New, uh, Patricia Martone in the New York City school system who has said, since studying aesthetic realism, there has never been a child she could not teach to read. That's my contempt mind. interferes with learning. Yeah. Yeah. And All right. the, when in doing the homework pertinent to this program, mother seemed to be a key figure yes. Yes. in the homosexual. Uh, attitude. Yeah. But so right. kind in terms of how he yes. William Adelson said so he had a, uh, I'm sorry, it was Reverend Pumpstead said right. that he had an adoring mother who would 
saw his bath and make sure the temperature was right. Mm -hmm. That kind of mother contributed to your homosexuality because yes, you thought women were stupid. Yes, but it's very important to say yeah. aestheticism does not blame the mother right. as to why a person no. is homosexual. It's how the son sees the mother and uses the, the adoration that the son gets. Also, the, look, the, the And similarly, a neglectful mother on the other part of the equation could be equally responsible for a homosexual... Oh, no, no, no. No, Aesthetic no, realism is, is, no. No, no person in this country is homosexual unless he's had a mother who was silly about him and the boy felt consciously and unconsciously, I wasn't just conscious, that my mother was silly about me. A mother's got to be that way towards a son. And then the other thing is, and this from Freud to Bieber to Socrates, the major psychoanalysts of the time have not seen this, what Eli Siegel saw, that the desire for contempt in any person, but in the child who's going to become homosexual, uses this excessive silliness of the mother. And we can give detail. That was my mother's favorite and things went on to make less of the mother. And she, because she stands for the outside world, the parents, aesthetic realism say, are the first two representatives of reality that a child meets. It's logical. It's true. It's true. make an attitude to and the world. Uh, but just, to, just yeah. to, that as a boy sees the mother being this way and feels it's his due. I thought my, well, the way my mother was with me was just my due. And there's nothing that I could do wrong. I would brighten her day. And as that went on, I felt that my mother, there was something dull about her. I had her in the hip of my pocket, so to speak. And I wasn't interested in her. Uh, and through that, as you have contempt for the way the mother shows love to the child, you begin to have contempt for, for womankind, the mother standing for it, and for the world. So that, in effect, you could, a boy by the time, Mr. Siegel said to the first man who changed from homosexuality, Sheldon Kranz, who was one of the men who was on this program in 1971. He died two years ago. His wife continues to teach aesthetic realism as part of the faculty. And fielding. And fielding. Uh, Mr. Siegel said to him that the approval was such, and he agreed with this, and he could cite instances, but the approval Sheldon Kranz got as a child had the result by the age of six, he felt women were just dull. Mm -hmm. But they just and, and to complete the picture, a man can be seen as stronger, harder to conquer. And that's why a man will go after other men. You move on to the other territory. A woman is yeah. a pushover. So, 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 really I want to repeat the victory that you've had with yeah. a mother, with a man. Right, yeah. And Mr. Siegel, he's described this situation with a mother so accurately as adoring contempt. And it's a dual situation where you're getting tremendous flattery from a person and able, even as you're getting that flattery, to look down on them and to have contempt you, for them. And you want to repeat yeah. that victory You should with a give an example. You've mentioned the Is past. father in the family equation? Is father countervailing? Yeah, I think No, see, it's... He's not countervailing, is he? Well, uh, um, Mr. Siegel once said that a child who becomes homosexual quite early becomes quite adept in the early politics mm. of love. Mm -hmm. And for myself, I saw that there was prob there were tr there was trouble between my mother and father, and uh, it seemed some kind of a disappointment. It's always disappointment present. There. That's why the mother turns to the and, son. Uh, my mother was a, an accomplished person, but I had the feeling very early that anything else would be dropped for me, and I saw that she did not care for my father so much, and I wanted to be, uh, Mr. Siegel put it very bluntly, on the winning team. And uh, he once said, did I feel I could play on my mother's emotions and feelings like on an instrument? Mm. And was I really interested in what she felt, or was there something more prudent and strategic? And so that there's this interplay of politics where one feels, a homosexual man feels he can fool women pretty easily. You can charm them. You can charm them. 
And uh, it was one of the things in consultation struck me so much. They said, Mr. Atherton, do you know the difference between charm and kindness? And it struck were me you, very much so that. Well, were you your mother's confidant? Like I, well, in terms of myself, I was my mother's confidant. I was my mother's confidant. I was, yes. I, I my, didn't call it that. I didn't know it. In but. my case, and it, it, it's most of the time it is with the mother, but it also could be a, an older sister or a grandmother or some monumental female that a child meets first and is growing up. And uh, with me, it was my grandmother. And um, I remember my grandmother saying to me, you're the only one that understands me. You're the kindest, bubbler. I, I love you more than anything else. And here I was, I was three years old, and uh, you can imagine the, the, the importance and the approval that a three-year-old could feel to have this grown woman make, him, make this person feel that he's the most important, deep person in the whole wide world. And this is what I felt. But at the same time, I felt she was stupid. I felt that um, her excessive devotion and approval of me uh, made me see all women as, as foolish over me. And I, I at a very early age, ma uh, made a decision that, well, women were a pushover. So what happened is I made a choice. This is what's important. In aesthetic realism, Mr. Siegel was the first person to see this, that at an early age, we that were homosexual make a very early choice that we are going to see the world, see our mothers or grandmothers, whatever, as a way of um, seeing all women. And I moved on. The choice is respect or contempt. It's always all the time. And I moved on to the other, God's and, other and sex. And one, and, and one of the things that happens with a father, and happened with my father, is I always thought my father was, he was more sensible than my mother. He didn't give me the kind of utter approval that my mother gave me, which, which already made me feel he was less warm to me. But also, he saw the team my mother and I were in. He felt pretty early. I preferred my mother, and my mother preferred me and he withdrew and got hurt. I didn't see it as me doing anything to him. I saw it as him being cold to me. And in my first aesthetic realism consultation, I was asked, do you think that your father was hurt? It was a revolution to me. I never thought about what my father felt. The answer is yes, he was yes. hurt. I always thought he was just mean Listen, to me. Hold it right here. We have to pause again. Someday there'll be a world with no pauses. <laughs> Are you suggesting that any practicing homosexual today uh, is incomplete or has a negative view of the world and himself and is uh, probably unconsciously or subconsciously desirous of changing. Yes, yes, yes we are. And, and also a person can feel they, they don't know that they can change. Before I met aestheticism, I couldn't picture having feelings for a woman. Being able, it was so unreal to me. It seems but, academic. Why bother? Because if you feel you cannot change, why torture you make yourself? the best of the situation yeah. and you, you do the life. best you can. Yeah. See, and I want to say, Eli Siegel was so kind in the way he saw homosexuality. He didn't see it as a heinous sin, divorced from everything or else. Sickness or he simply mind. said, it's one among many ways that a person is incomplete and has an incomplete emotion about the whole world. You leave out half the world, women, you have an incomplete emotion, and it hurts that person's life. And the reason a person should want to change is for themselves because there's a, a fuller emotion about the whole world that they're looking for and that's for their the, own life. And that's the essential situation. Eli Siegel said every person has to make sense of the world. And in his book, Self and World, he explains the self and the world. That we're all in that question. How to make sense of taking care of ourselves, liking ourselves, and at the same time being fair to the whole world. Last That's week, the question last, every person has by last being week I was, I'm, I'm part of the faculty as well as Reverend Plumstead and Joseph Maglino who teach men how to change with homosexuality. 
We talked with the man who was calling from Pennsylvania who said that he had um, heard about aesthetic realism through someone else studying there. And people study throughout the country in various parts of the country by telephone, they have telephone consultations, and people study here attending programs and classes and workshops in New York City. This man said that when he first heard about aesthetic realism, the person talking to him said, are you happy being homosexual? Because the numbers of people who are homosexual does not ensure that one is happy. The man insisted at first he was happy. Now he's beginning to study aesthetic mm -hmm. realism. About it. The reason is, the same reason, though it's in different words than me, I felt something was dry. That's the word I used at the end of the four years with the lover that I had, the man that I was involved with. He was, in one hand... Has he ever changed? Did he go to aesthetic realism? Uh, no, he didn't. He said that it shook him up, the fact that he knew he could change. And now he had a real choice. It wasn't genetics, it wasn't chemistry, it wasn't hormones. That's the good news, mm -hmm. that one can actually learn things and the self that one begins with as a baby can come to be. And yeah. the question is why? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very important because people are asking that question that you're asking in different ways. They're wondering around the country, why am I hearing this for the first time? And it has to do with the buttons that we wear at many students. Victim of the press. Victim yes. of the press. The press been persecuting you? Well, in a way, well, David says... Or denying you. They, people are wondering. They're hearing from us that there were men, other men, not us, other men, talking about changing from homosexuality through aesthetic realism. On your show in 1971, 12 years later, there are other men here talking about it now. And there are parents, there are young people, Milwaukee, all kinds of cities, wondering, why haven't I heard about this before? The press, why, and the obvious question is, why hasn't the press, newspapers, radio, magazines, why didn't they follow up on what you well, showed? Why do you think they haven't? Because there is, and, it's a, and in a way it's a shocking thing to say to America, there is a boycott of the education of aesthetic realism. It's not a movement. It's an education. We learn things, and only one-third of the people studying aesthetic realism study for the purpose of changing. People Has the press ever investigated uh, aesthetic realism? Well, well yeah, I can say something about this, because uh, I've seen on. it pretty much close hand. I have seen there is enormous respect mm -hmm. in the press for Eli Siegel. I think it can be called love. I think they are, I know, they are very aware of the power of aesthetic realism as, as, of, as thought and the power of Eli Siegel and the greatness of his mind. That is undeniable. With that respect, there is also a huge resentment because all of those people are uncomfortable with their great respect. I felt this. Everybody here has felt this. Aesthetic realism is new in the history of the philosophy of the world. And Sheldon Krantz said on your program in 1971, he said, Eli Siegel should be teaching America. Mm -hmm. yes. That's true. still yes. true. That's true. Eli Siegel should be teaching yeah. everybody, everybody all over the world. And there's a reason. Uh, I, 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 he's I, saying something very big. But the question is, why would William Atherton, noted actor, as you said, say that opinion of Eli Siegel? There's many things to say about it. But this matter alone of respect and contempt as the key things that work in every person and determine the life of a person much less the specific thing we're discussing, homosexuality. If that is seen and studied, marriages will change, literally wars will not occur, the economy will not be in the agony that it's in now with so many people unemployed. Respect and contempt alone. And, I, and it has to do also with the fact that um, aesthetic realism has to be respected. Every person in every profession has something new to learn from aesthetic realism. And that does not flatter the ego. People have gotten angry at that. People have gotten very, very angry. I've seen with it. it. I've seen it where I work, and I'm really. I'm, I've been at ABC for five years. I heard about aesthetic realism in the newsroom. In a way, it's vivid. This example, and um, I had suspicion that I never should have had 
because it should have been reported in the interim of all these years, much less since 1941. It's not new per se. In the five years, people I work with, writers, producers, assignment editors, have seen how my life has changed. They, I've talked with people there, and it's like it took five years till recently Eyewitness News did a report as news about aesthetic realism, and it affected many, many people in the area. I'm very glad it happened, but why would it take so long? And well, also, I would like, something I would else like to, to, uh, to, I know Wayne wants to say something, but just very, very quickly, uh, because being in my profession, I've seen that aesthetic realism has had enormous impact since 1955, particularly, with Is Beauty, Is All Beauty the Making One of Opposites? It has been used. It has been used. It has been switched around. Words have been changed so as not to credit Eli Siegel as the source of it. The he is, impact he's of aesthetic dead. realism... Now, why would anybody uh, find him uh, a, a haunting specter to trouble? Because they still he's have to see. Because, because aesthetic, so the beauty of, of Eli Siegel is he came to a body of thought that is transmissible. Aesthetic realism is alive. I they never, never studied Eli Siegel. David Tilly and I never studied with Eli Siegel, but we changed. We studied through with the, the faculty. Through the education, through the thought that Eli Siegel came to. We never studied with Mr. Siegel, and we were able to change just as well. And, and Mr. Is there Siegel, any danger? Mr. Siegel, I just want to say, and Mr. Siegel said this himself. He, he described it. He said that this matter of respecting some, of respect is the most frightening thing in the world, and the idea that I should respect something outside myself so much and without limit when I don't respect myself, that something in the self says, the hell I will. And if I, sh and if I do, it should be accompanied with all the press notices and all the porticos. And there is the sheer terror of respecting something so much as people respect Eli Siegel and aesthetic realism. It's, so it's, it's, it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. It's terribly unnecessary. Unnecessary. I want to thank you for coming and being candid and forthcoming. Uh, can I say it's one thing more? I'd like to make an appeal to the, uh, for the sake of American... Oh, just, I'm going to. No, 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 not oh. that. But it's like, I'm, I'm married, and I know what it's like to be homosexual. I know what it's like to be married now and to care for a woman. I hope that after this show tonight, that the media makes reports and finds out about aesthetic realism mm -hmm. for the sake of the American people. Let's not let this go on. Yeah. Okay, and if you are interested, Aesthetic Realism Foundation is at 141 Green Street, 141 Green Street, New York, New York, 10012. And they can be phoned at the number 212-777-4490. That's Aesthetic Realism Foundation, 141 Green Street. Thank you. Thank you. Very Thank you. much Thank you. for Thank an you. interesting time. I'll be back.